Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What is going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. I'm uh I'm back on it. I'm back on like being pretty consistent with the damn thing. And just so you know, um, you know, when I'm when I'm not you know, and I fall off a little bit, it's uh because uh, there is a, a lot of stuff going on in, in business and life, and obviously Vigor Ground is always uh, the priority, it's the foundation. Um, but I absolutely love doing this, and like honestly, uh, I think we may even pick it up and do some shorter ones. Actually, I would love to hear from you guys if you'd want to see a shorter one every week. Um, you know, do one one that's more in depth, almost like workshop based, and then uh, another one that's, I would say, kind of like a seven to ten, twelve minute, let's get after it, motivational one. Um, love to hear from you guys about that. But with that said, uh, I ended up having um, last last week was my 37th birthday, uh, and uh, I was I was up uh, late on a Sunday, and I said, uh, you know, 37. Let's lose 37 lessons in 37 years for the email list, which ended up being massively, uh, I would say, uh, popular. Got a ton of great feedback about it. So I said, you know what? Let me because a lot of people ask follow up questions. So I got a ton of emails and messages and IGs. Uh, DMs and stuff like that, uh, asking about like different things. So I was like, well, you know what? Let's just do a podcast on this because I can dig dig a little bit deeper. And while some of these I may, uh, I would say, uh, spend a little time on, but some of them I might spend, I would say, more time on and dig in because I think they're powerful. Now, like the crazy thing about this is that as I was, as I was writing them down, you know, it's always like you start going, it's like, all right, you know, 37 might be a lot. Man, by the time I was at 37, I'm like, Phew. I got so much more to say. And what I started doing too is I, I, I take out like I have stacks of old journals um, where I write my thoughts. So it was like, you know, if I was at different seminars, masterminds, when I read books and I, I got my four by six clippings out of it, you know, and then once we start, when I, once I started looking at that, I had all these different, I would say, um, uh, like lessons and insights and, and thoughts that, that I wanted to share. So, you know, 37 actually became very little. Now, uh, I'm, I'm working on a blog post uh, called the 99 uh, Lessons to Invigorate Life, which will be the extension of this. Um, and uh, and we're going to make a part two out of that, too. Uh, and, and that's already kind of having a long work count. So we might flip it into a little ebook that uh, that I give away. Uh, so so let me know about that. But, hey, let's get to it. You know, uh, I'm sure, you know, I, I think it's powerful that you reflect and, you know, you have uh you have things that you share, you know, I, for, for a long time, I, I didn't necessarily think about this, but you know, now I started going like, Hey, you know, I, I want to write a book. I've had a pretty, uh, uh, let's call it colorful life, um, with a lot of craziness and ups and downs and a lot of challenges. And, um, but you know, it, it, it kind of comes to that point where you start thinking about, you know, when I have kids and like, I want to write like almost like my life lessons and, 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 and kind of leave a legacy behind. But I think it's powerful for everybody just to, I would say, extract right because it's like when you got to write it down when you got to articulate yourself uh you can actually put it into words and you know taglines and, and and lessons and it can help other people out you know whether it's you know i'm in a position where i'm coaching a lot you know whether i'm doing coaching inside of the gym whether i'm doing uh business coaching with my mastermind whether i'm consulting for some you know companies or individuals or executives or whatever it may be uh you know i have to be able to obviously have insight wisdom uh, articulate things obviously more more so than anything ask a lot of questions but the reality is that that's you know um that's how you pass these things along like you do something you know you you gain experience and knowledge from it and wisdom from it and you share it along and it's like you know it, i think we're all teachers and all coaches and and 
and it's this is certainly powerful to do. So, you know, with that said, I wanted to, to, to share the 37 that I wrote in an email. Uh, starting with number one is uh, be real and tell the truth. And, you know, this, this was, uh, I would say, like I, I didn't start, I would say, really digging deep on the truth, even about myself more so than until I, I went into Warrior, until, you know, uh, I would say my life. And, and I had, a, like I said, you know, I've, I've been involved in so many, I would most, you know, from the outside looking in like bad things from organized crime, crime to selling drugs to uh, lying, cheating, robbings. I mean, all these like things that like I don't look back and go like, well, oh, I'm proud of those things. Like, absolutely not. You know, um, I mean, certainly those challenges in life uh, taught me a lot and and made me grow and made me made me much, much better, even to the degree that I would say like, you know, a, a big part of my life has to me has been tipping the scale. Right. Like I want to tip the scale so far on the on the end of I gave back so much more than I received um, because of that, you know, and maybe even more so because of that. So um, I'm kind of thinking out loud, but, may, you know, uh, in many ways, those very painful lessons for me were uh, were a gift down the line, right? And like I said, your scars are your foundation. I call them the scars of kings, right? Like not just the physical scars, but your emotional scars, your mental scars. And, um, but, you know, the, the, the thing that led to it really was, you know, my cheating and my, uh, my divorce and all these different things that led me into Warrior and where I kind of started, I, I would say, facing these very harsh truths, very hard truths in my life. And that became one of the things is like, you know, be real, be raw, like tell the truth. Uh, and uh, I think this was what I heard from Dax Moy was like, you know, first tell the truth to yourself about yourself. Uh, I think that's very powerful because what we tend to do right? We'll tell the truth. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call other people out about their shit, right? Um, hey, man, like you're doing this, you shouldn't be doing this. And, uh, and and it's like, but we never tell the truth to ourselves about ourselves. We're really quick to give advice, to give, you know, to judge, to persecute. Uh, but really, like, that's a mirror, right? Like, we get annoyed by the things that we haven't faced ourselves a lot of the time, right? Somebody's lying, it, it annoys you, to, like, somebody's lying, and it really triggers you and annoys you. Question is, where are you lying in your own life, right? Somebody's jealous and it annoys you, right? You haven't dealt with some of these things that are deeper. Um, so it's a mirror. So like you got to start by telling the truth to yourself about yourself and then then tell the truth about yourself to others, right? And then only then would you tell the truth about others to themselves, right? Because it's like, man, you got nothing to hide. Uh, but nothing changes until you don't face the truth. It's, it's, it's exceptionally painful, but liberating, liberating and, it's, and it's certainly a catalyst to change. And I know that it's like very hard to put that in a lesson and then you're going to hear it and go like, hmm, I should tell the truth, right? Like, unfortunately, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, sometimes takes a lot of pain in your life to come to that conclusion. But uh, I think it was Debbie Ford that said, you know, when, when, you, when you lie and, and uh, it's almost like if somebody told you, hey, here's this orange, right? This big, bright orange. And I want you to carry it with you, but don't let anybody see it, Right. Don't let anybody see it, right? And you put it in your pocket, you put it on your shirt, you put it in your hoodie, whatever, right? But the whole time you're like, hold up, shit. Can they can they see my orange? I gotta put it here. Gotta... Like you're carrying that with you and you're constantly subconsciously like uncomfortable, right? Now imagine when you start telling more lies and more bullshit and more cover-ups, right? Now you're carrying more of these oranges and it's like your whole life you just walk around very uncomfortable, like is anybody going to find out that I have the orange, right? But it's the same thing. It's like, is anybody going to find out that I lied? Is anybody going to find out about this, you know, these these um, untruthful things? And 
you know, to even know, and, and you can, like I said, you don't have to be brutally honest. Okay. This, this is a conversation for another podcast. Like, and, uh, you know, that, that radical honesty where it's like, Hey, you're looking ugly today. Uh, you know, like that, uh, there's some cooth to it, but the reality is that you have to face the hard facts and only then can you change. Um, and so, you know, I, I could probably like lead the podcast right now. And if you really truly apply that one in your life, I can tell you the, the, the weight off, off the back, the bar off my back that, you know, once I started telling the truth and, and for, I mean, of course there's pain, but there's also the shedding of, of, um, I would say, uh, the, that feeling of a ton of oranges, <laughs> I guess. Right. But for real, like that's, you know, that, that's, that was number one. Um, number two, fall in love with the process, right? Goals are great, but focusing on them all the time, rather than focusing on the art, like the skill set and the work will usually just leave you unfulfilled as, as well as falling short, you know, and I see this all the time. I mean, like one, one of my biggest reasons for like taking on some of these projects that some people are like, dude, why are you doing this? Like, yeah, so much on your plate, uh, you know, taking Renton basketball team on, like we got about 70, 80 kids a week, uh, launching a scholarship program that started in September. Um, these are not really kind of paid gigs. They're really more like a labor of love, but it's because of that, because I like, because I love the process and I love teaching this new generation about like, falling in love with the work, right? Like you get up in the morning or, and, and do you, you chase this outcome or, or do you want to be the greatest ever? Do you ask yourself, how can I become better today? How can I become the best at my craft at my mastery? How can I become better at, uh, you know, um, uh, how can I become like, you know, insert said skill set, or how can I become more loving, a loving, more loving father or a, a better friend or whatever, right? Like that's the process, right? So imagine if you focused on improving, uh, how, you know, the track and how much food you eat or your cooking, you know, like, or like how, if you were, got better at preparing food or like your cooking or your meals, um, rather than like waking up every morning, you know, weighing yourself and going like, Hey, have I lost my 20 pounds yet? Right. And that's just one example of it. Right. Like I see this all the time, uh, right now where it's just like, Hey, Luca, man, like, you know, when can I make this much? And it's like, that's the question every day versus, Hey, Luca, how can I get better at this craft? How can I get better as a coach? Hey, how can I kind of, how can I better communicate with my clients? Hey, listen, how can I better position? Like, how can I add value to the marketplace and shoot some videos, right? That's the process. That's the art. And it's like, and the thing is that that's also where the tough stuff happens, right? Like, meaning it's like Stephen Pressville calls it. It's, 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 it's ugly, right? Like the, that work is, is, is not like, it's not like crisp and, uh, and, and predictable. It's, it's, it's like a roller coaster of craziness, right? But man, when you fall in love with that, then you're a step ahead of the game already. Um, number three is how, you know, how you eat is how you feel. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure like when you were a kid, you could eat whatever and, and be perfectly fine. Like you could eat, you know, uh, Pez for days and chips and whatever else. Um, but eventually it just catches up to you. When you continue to eat like crap, you're going to feel like crap, period. And that seems like such a whatever thing to say. But I, I think it was Theo that was telling me like these statistics that like, you know, I think that 80% of babies now, like by the time they're one, have already eaten fast food, uh, you know, which probably not, probably not the greatest example right there, right? Uh, what you put in your body becomes you. I mean, on a cellular level, right? So if you want to, um, actually, I wrote an article on, on, on nutrition that's 23,000 words long. It's called Detox from Diet. It's definitely worth checking out. It's on a, a Vigor Ground blog. I'll put, I'll put the uh, link in the post notes. But so while we're on this one, because I mean, I do feel like, you know, it's like, how can nutrition change your life? And, and of course, there's a lot of points that I make these, these big lessons, but like, you know, eating better, of course, like everything from reducing inflammation to dropping stress to drop, dropping weight to making you recover faster, 
to making you feel fuller, to having more longevity, to, you know, like you name it, right? But let, let's dig a little bit. Um, let, let's look at like some things, okay? And I'm going to fly through these, but I do think these are powerful. Uh, so our, like, what can we change? First of all, like with food, our environment, right? It's the foundation of all habits. If you think about it, uh, is like if you think of it as a pyramid, here's what it would look like, right? Um, your your foundation is your social environment, your culture. So basic physical activity programs, health focused kitchen, grocery shopping, eating a variety of fresh, minimally processed foods. Like that's the foundation of your environment. You know what I mean? So social environment, culture, kitchen, grocery habits, your day to day routines, and the people around you. Like that is what you should focus on the most when it comes to changing nutrition. Only then it's things like nutrient timing, you know, tailored portion sizes, uh, you know, progressive training programs. And hey, like I'm a coach telling you that, right? But, um, and in, in the top of the pyramid, you'd be like, you know, targeted calorie intakes, balanced macronutrients, um, advanced nutrition and exercise programs, and improved goal setting strategies. So like, what can you change right now? A better supportive social environment. You know, if you're not moving, hey, you know, uh, get, a fr- get a group of friends, so, so on and so forth, Right. Uh, having a kitchen where the environment is not like conducive to you eating a certain way, right? Grocery shopping, you do better grocery shopping, guess what? You can eat better foods. And then just unprocessed food. Like the more, you don't have to do all unprocessed food, but the more of that that you do, the better off you're going to be. So in, in general, also when it comes to engineering healthy eating, here's the golden rule, right? Make healthy behaviors convenient, right? There's been all these studies. There was actually a guitar study that showed uh, this guy that wanted to uh, get better. Like he made a 21-day habit to start playing the guitar, and the guitar was upstairs in his room in his closet, right? And he was crossing out days as far as, you know, crossing out days as far as like how many times he played the guitar, guitar in 21 days. And after 21 days, it was only like six days or five days or something like that. And he realized that like, even though it only took him 40 seconds, he had to walk up the stairs, open up the closet, take the guitar, bring it downstairs and play it. That was still inconvenient. And then he put, so then he put the guitar right in front of his sofa. So like every day he'd bump into it. And that made him play the guitar 17 out of 21 days. Obviously, like a 300 or 400% improvement or whatever it may be. So the whole point of that is like make healthy behaviors convenient, make uh, you know, other behaviors less convenient. So some examples, like use smaller plates and cups, right? Most people eat everything on their plate. Uh, you know, the book Mindless Eating talks about this, right? Most people eat everything on their plate. Use a smaller plate and you end up eating less naturally. If there's food you don't want to... Uh, uh, you know, we don't want to eat, avoid keeping it around. Like why risk the temptation? Make, just make it less convenient to eat. If you don't have, if you love ice cream and you have, uh, by the, by the table, shout out to Halo Top. I don't get any affiliate money of it. It's just like, I just like eating a whole tub of ice cream and only being 300 calories. So, um, but like, you know, uh, avoid the temptation. Like if you got like all these cookies and stuff at home, man, get them out of the house. Like the thing is, there's still, a, you could go to the store and get them, but the chances are going to drop massively because it becomes inconvenient, Right. Have healthy, uh, fresh, healthy, whole foods prepared in plain sight. Veggies, fruits on your kitchen table or counter. Uh, there's a great study, I think it was by Syracuse, that people could determine if somebody was, uh, you know, healthier or obese based on the snacks that they eat. And the people that ate fruit, um, you know, were much healthier. You heard this one before, right? Park your car further away from where you're going to have the walk. You know, extra steps add up. Keep your bike ready to go to the front door. Uh, you know, get a dog that needs walking. That's a huge study that people that have dogs are just healthier. Uh Sign up for like a CSA box. This way, fresh, healthy produce and organic meat is delivered to you. So those are some examples, right? And then I'm going to like, here, here's a couple of more because I do think that this, you know, uh, if, I don't know. If, if I share one tip and it hits you and you're like, shit, man, I should probably do that. And you do it. You know what? 
you're winning, right? And you just keep, keep that consistent. Although I'm going through a lot of stuff today, um, I, I wanted to just kind of like rip and let it run and give you guys as much as possible, right? So uh, here's, a, here's like just 18 ingenious environment tweaks that you could do. Uh, number one, have an athlete-friendly meal delivery sub subscription. So we do Northwest Fit Meals here at Vigor now as a delivery spot. I actually do some of them. And I have um, a special person in my life that ends up uh, also making me some delicious quiches pretty much every day that are very, very healthy. Uh, actually, they're like mini frittatas, right? But same thing, like why make it harder, make it convenient for you and just get the meals. Number two is like keep ice cream, cookies, chocolates, just keep them out of the house, right? Why even have it? Like, especially like at the end of a hard day, you're stressed out, you know, your, your willpower is low. And of course, like you're going to go to the things that are most convenient and give you comfort, right? Because remember, we're going to eat the comfort foods um, as far as that goes, like use a meal plan, but not in a sense of, of, of what maybe many of you think. So don't make fresh decisions every day or keep meal choices to totally open-ended all the time, especially when you're trying to change a habit. That doesn't work that well, meaning that like you got to like you have to um, at the beginning, like the whole like tons of food variety is tough because you're just getting into new habits. Right. So that's a uh, that's a I would say not the best choice. Instead, make decisions in advance and then work from a template. So uh, every few days, sketch out meals you eat for the next few days. Check the list daily so you know, hey, what to buy at the grocery store what to pre-prep, uh, what meal you're going to eat all the time or when you're really hungry. Like just, just have some preparation strategies and tactics because otherwise, like I said, you know, when, when, um, when you go to default, default is usually struggle, right? When you, don't have a, when you don't have a path, when you don't have a plan, when you don't have stuff outlined, your default is going to be struggle, right? Uh, this is a simple one, but it makes things so much easier. So keep chopped ready to eat vegetables in the fridge because when you do, you can, you know, easy to make a scramble, easy to saute, easy to just add like, uh, you know, lean ground beef or turkey and, uh, and and just make a bowl. Like, so that's really easy, right? Um, don't be hungry and in the grocery store at the same time. Like people go, you know, grocery shopping when they're hungry. Guess what? Not the same. I would say uh, a bucket of foods that if you were, if you were not hungry, okay? Keep shake ready ingredients in the freezer. Still to this day, love super shakes. Easy way to replace a meal. Delicious nutrient dense, but not calorically dense. Uh, well, it can be, uh, but, but if, but like I said, you put in a ton of veggies, almond milk and stuff like that, crush it, right? Keep a batch of cooked grains handy. Uh, help, help your kitchen coach you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like makes things, keep your kitchen clean, pleasant, clutter-free as possible. By the way, that's not me right now. I'm going to raise my hand right now and tell you that's not me. Um, things like that, right? Keep a vision board on your fridge, like things that keep you like, you know, like, I love like pictures of food. I'm always on Instagram accounts, like looking at foods or like brunch spots because I love stuff like that. But, you know, keeping like like dope foods on your fridge, like bowls and smoothies and stuff like that, inspire you to make the healthy foods. Um, keeping workout, workout gear in your face, you know, uh, keep a mobile gym if you travel. I mean, like, of course, I own a gym, but it's like, hey, I, I just created a, a program that was really simple for somebody that's on the road a lot. Uh, that's, you know, is trying to make changes. And they were like, oh, wow, I can do this anywhere. I'm like, absolutely, right? Um, turn your car into a locker room. Now, don't make it stink like a locker room, but like, I, same thing. Like, I actually keep ball shoes and a basketball in my car because at any point in time, also because when people talk shit, I'm ready to play them. So uh, <laughs> uh, schedule your workouts like you schedule meetings. Like, make that just as important. Like, make the grocery shopping, make the workouts just as important as your business meeting, as your dentist meeting, as all these different other things that you got going on like give it power, like I said, right? Move social gatherings to parks and gyms, like change where you're meeting, right? Go play pickup ball, soccer, go and lift weights together, go for a hike, right? Change that stuff up. Um, 
combined walking to work and I got AirPods so I can walk around renting now while I'm taking business coaching calls, right? And so those are just those are just some of the like I would say tips on how to eat better, even though some of them are activity based as well. But like those are, you know, activities are, are keystone habits that will make you eat better as well. So, you know, how you eat is how you feel. Uh, like, I mean, that was like a, just a, a turbo download, but I hope I got a, a bunch out of that. Um, number four is true overtraining is hard to reach. You're under recovering. So although as a country, we're training more than ever, obesity is as high as and health is declining. And me and Joel talked about that in the podcast. He talked about it. Um, that's Joel Jameson, by the way. Uh, definitely got to check uh, check out eightweeksout.com. Joel's got, a, a, you know, pretty much the number one, I say, conditioning expert uh, in the world, uh, launching something called really cool called Morpheus. So, you know, working on things like sleep, reducing and controlling stress, recovering more is what's helping us get, you know, major results with clients. And it's like what helped me a ton in my life uh, when I, you know, for me, it was like the sleep part, right? I went from sleeping three, three and a half hours a night for many, many, many years um, to, you know, now seven, you know, and there's days that I do all nighters or whatnot, but like majority of the time I'm sleeping seven plus hours because I really made that a focus and it improved my health drastically, dropping body fat, getting stronger, recovering better, building muscle, you know, when I was stagnating. Um, number five is like, don't confuse activity with achievement and progress. Like being busy doesn't mean making progress, right? And remember that also being busy, like man, I, just this week I've heard it so many times, man, I'm busy. Busy with what? Busy is a choice, right? Every, I remind myself that too, like, oh, I'm busy. Nah, man, I'm just making decisions of what matters most. Remember where you put your time, energy, and money is where you're committed to. Now, sometimes that's a subconscious decision, which we'll talk about probably another time. But nonetheless, like you can't say, well, listen, this is what's important to me. But then I'll look at your calendar, right, where you put your time and energy and your bank account where you put your finances and tell me that those are the important things to you because like your actions are showing otherwise. And, yeah, I'm calling you out because I love you, man. Like you can't, you know, that's that's bullshitting. Right. And um, and so you got you to gotta realize that I realize that effort doesn't always equal results. And although I'm a big fan, like, I, I think that if you put in massive effort, it matters. But, like, effort doesn't equal results because, like, you could be digging a hole into the ground, working really hard, putting in a lot of effort, going nowhere because there's no, like, clarity on what you want. There's no strategy or anything like that. So results equal results, period. Well, Luca, but I'm really doing working hard. Okay, cool. Let me see your results. Right. My, one of my favorite questions is, you know, so when, when you don't like your results, you got to investigate what's not working. Find a new way. Right. Course correct. Get a coach, get a mentor, go, go into an environment that helps guide you. And, uh, you know, because one of my favorites is, hey, how's that working for you? Right. And that's not like in a dickish type of way at all. Like, I mean, how's that working for you? Right. I've, I've had coaches ask me that. I'm like, shit, man, it's not. OK, cool. We got to change something. Right. Number six is to be athletic. You have to run, jump and throw stuff. Um, lifting is important, but if that's all you ever do, you can't really say you train like athlete or truly athletic and athletes run and jump. And let's be real. Like, I mean, this is where I, you know, you, you see me rocking Nike. If Nike ever listens to this, just know like one day I will get sponsored. Damn it. Um, I'm, I like, I'm, I'm Nike head to toe all the time, but you know, everybody's an athlete. I truly do believe that. And of course I, I used to be an athlete. I still believe I'm an athlete, but you know, I used to play professional basketball. Um, but I, I believe that every human should maintain forever, maintain the ability to do with that with some level of proficiency. Right. One out of three uh, people at, oh, after the age of 50 that fall, break their hip. One out of three. Guess what prevents you from doing that? You know, being reactive, being able to like have power, uh, you know, reflexes and things like that, which we train when we do explosive stuff. So do explosive movements and keep, you know, keep yourself young. Now, obviously, you want to be smart with that, and not overdo it. But that's why 
you know, there's there's coaches and things like that, or and, and there's some common sense there, right? Number seven, what stands between you and your goals uh, in your life is behavior, right? Like I'll get I'll get geeky with this. I don't remember where I saw this, but like is a formula, right? The formula goes like this: you, right, or in me in this case, you or me, right, equals your choice, which is a decision, plus your behavior, which is an action, right, based on that decision. Plus habit, which is a repeated action, plus compounded over time. And that's equals achieving your goals, right? So your choice, your behaviors, your habits that are compounded end up taking you somewhere, achieving goals. Now, if it's the wrong ones, it's taking you away from that. So you, we are what we repeatedly do. I think that's Epictetus that said that, you know, what do you, oh, or with Socrates, what, you know, what do you repeatedly do? You know, this is where the, the, the time audit comes into play where, you know, you, you put down it an average day and like every 30 minutes, what are you doing? You'll find that you do a lot of shitty uh, uh, things that don't take you anywhere, right? And uh, trust me, I do this, you know, pretty often and find out that I am messing up and could do better. Um, so number eight, we miss so many things every day because we're stressed about the pains of the past and anxious about the worries of the future. Um, I have, you know, the Buddha tattoo uh, that's very, very big. And even when I have that, I still slip away from that. But it does help remind me, you know, do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future concentrate the mind on the present moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that help you with that. You know, mindfulness training, there's many ways to do it. Obviously, we, we know about meditation, talked about it a lot. Um, scanning, uh, there's a lot of, you know, I, I, I think sports, things like, you know, being able to uh, throw, for me, drawing, you know, like writing music, things like that, uh, but help you focus on the things that are right in front of you. This allows you to make better decisions and truly just live a better life. Like if I'm right here, right now, my life will be better, period. You know what I mean? And and what, what's always been so powerful to me that something really, you know, challenging could happen. And, you know, I don't know, I see a cute baby or a cute puppy. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and I start petting them or whatever. And like that moment disappears. All of a sudden I'm happy petting this puppy, which means like it's just a thought like, you know, when a tragic or I say when, when a traumatic thing happens, you know, there's there's the, the difference between. Uh, I would say struggle and suffering. Right. I think Jesse Elder was the, the first person to kind of taught me that. Right. Like struggle is, is is inevitable in life, right? Things happen, you struggle. But suffering is our stories about the struggle. And those we keep even after the struggle is over, right? Like, and some people suffer for a long time. I suffered for a long time. And I'm 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 definitely not like like, hey, I never suffer. You know, of course, like our thoughts kind of haunt us. But working on that and, and getting over that and kind of having this realization that the more you're present, the more you let go of the suffering because you're right then and there and doing what's in front of you. Um, you know, as just like, I, I love social media. I love the fact that we can do crazy amounts of stuff, but like, you know, not using phones as much, especially when more so as when we're, we're in the company of others. I think that's very important, like showing attention and appreciation and, and focus on the experiences while we're there. Like I said, this can be trained and that's what was, was fantastic. Number nine is minimizing spinal compression is a good idea. So after years of training, it's, it's not the best idea to continue squatting and deadlifting heavy weights multiple times per week. Trust me on this. Uh, I destroyed my back. Thankfully, it's in a pretty good place uh, now. But limit those heavy lifts to one day or two days a week, the very most. Uh, and, you know, you'll thank me in about 20 years. <laughs> uh, but on a serious note, like I use a lot more stuff that has l lower systemic load, right? So instead of using a barbell squat with, you know, 350, 400 pounds, I'll use, you know, two kettlebells that are 90 pounds each. Um, that are really challenging. If you have done a double squat with like, you know, uh, two beats or like two 90s, two bulldogs, uh, you'll notice it's very, very difficult, but the systemic load is smaller, right? And the spinal compression is much slow, uh, lower. 
you know, single leg work, same thing, doing lunges with 225 uh, versus doing a squat with 450. I'm loading the legs up as much, but I'm not loading up the spine as much or the central nervous system as much. But trust me, over time, like, you know, you could maintain strength in great, great, great ways. And yeah, sure. Like, look, if you're powerlifting, you might not want to listen to me. But um, even there, I'd say there's a lot of lessons to stay healthier. Um, and, and trust, I still lift heavy, but like I said, you, you want to actually, I'm going to get to another point about that, like cycling lows, but, um, number uh, 10 is practice movement hygiene. I talked about this on my, my friend, Sean Stevenson's modern model health show. Uh, I don't know if like anybody said this before, like maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel special, but like trademark movement hygiene, somebody's like, yo, that's a great name. You should trademark it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just got it from the fact that like, uh, you know, uh, brushing teeth and, and tooth hygiene and stuff like that. Like, hey, movement hygiene, right? But if you want to have healthy joints, get rid of aches and pains, improve performance and prevent injuries, spending five to 10 minutes a day moving deliberately as a ritual will change your life. And that's pretty, you know, it's pretty heavy to say it will change your life. But man, like I, I would say for somebody who has nagging pains or is in, in a lot of pain, um, doesn't feel that great, is always like, you know, stiff, like do it for 30 days, do it five days a week to seven days a week for 30 days straight, like make the, make it a challenge, right? And um, for five minutes a day, that's it. Start with five, right? Work to 10 and let me know how it goes. And like, hey, go to, go to my YouTube channel, go to my Instagram. There's plenty of flows. I mean, I post multiple at least every week. I mean, there's probably, I don't know, like a hundred or something, but on YouTube, there's just tons and tons of exercises and flows that I've put up there. Um, but check those out and just do them, right? Like, I mean, it's really like, really, there is no, no complicated shit beyond watch, do, do it every day, do it for five minutes, see how you feel. And then you'll see what I mean by that. Like, cause for me at this point in time, I had a, a massive back injury seven years ago. Like if I do those things daily, like I have no, I'm completely asymptomatic. I mean, I can still deadlift, travel or deadlift in five hundreds. You know, I, uh, I can put a pretty damn great weight. I can jump. I mean, just months ago, I jumped on a 65, 67 inch box with a run up. I got social proof on that, by the way. <laughs> but, but my point, my point is, is that like I can do, I can do stuff. I can be athletic. I can lift heavy, and I, I'm, and I'm completely out of pain and asymptomatic. When I do these daily rituals that keep me there, uh, and if I don't, it slowly starts going down here, or there's a tweak here and there, or I start spazzing out and feeling older, right? So, uh, you know, do some of them, and, and like I said, go look. I'll, I'll, I'll put some links in the comments. I mean, in, into the the notes section for that, but. Leads to you should do something physical every day. Humans are made to move, right? You should do something physical every day for at least 30 minutes. I don't care. This could be strength training, conditioning, mobility work, play ball, go for a hike, play with your kids. Do it every day, right? Uh, it's, it's like marketing guys advise us all along uh, go that you should always tell people they can get in great shape with minimal training time, but you can't, right? Fucking like the whole, you know, like, I, I mean, that's just reality. To be, to be in great shape, you need more than that, but you also don't need like 12 hours a week, right? Like, but you do need time, right? And, and uh, everybody can find, I'd say, 20, 30 minutes to spare if they look hard enough. Not even if they look hard enough, but if they give focus to, to that, right? If you want to get healthier, you're going to have to put focus and time into it, period, right? You want to be jacked out of your mind, guess what? It's going to take more, right? You want to be the best in Olympic weightlifting, man, you're going to have to put in hours, right? Like I, I, I started playing basketball like a lot, you know, by the time I was nine and put in more hours than I could ever count. You know, and I made it to the pros and NBA Summer Pro League, but never made it to where I really truly wanted to. And like I put tens and tens and tens of thousands of hours into that and just give you an idea, right? Like what do you want? There's a requirement for it. But certainly if you want to be in great shape, the requirement is definitely doing at least 30 minutes of something every day. Um, and besides, you know, Henry Rowland said training is the best antidepressant there is. And now, and we got all these studies now too, 
There's a great book called Spark that shows how, you know, it beats anxiety uh, over meds, right? So number 12, man, like as much as like, just stop making excuses, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much the system, you know, or your parents or whoever else messed you up in your head. I mean, shit, like we all have that story, uh, you know, from relationships to like, coming from socialism, communism and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, we all got it, right? But it's like, just remember that like, you're, you're, you're old enough to rewrite your story and make a change. Nothing will change until you do. And it's an inside job. And it's like, when do you pull the trigger on this stuff, right? Because the thing is, is like I always say, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. You know what I mean? And I stopped. It's like, stop. Because the thing is, nobody's going to argue. Like, or should I say, people will argue with you. It's like, all right, man, look, you're arguing for mediocrity or you're arguing for, uh, you know, not achieving these things and not having these things that you talk about. Well, fucking just have them then. You know what I mean? Like, it, but, but, but that's, I think the key is just like, you got to understand like to your director that may be harder for you. It may be, it may take time, but you can do it. You can change your story and you can write a new movie. You can write a new script and then live that script. Um, number 13, maintain a squat, train a deadlift. This is a direct quote from Gray Cook, which is a pretty smart, he's a pretty smart dude. Uh, one of the guys that started FMS. So the point is that to be healthy, you should maintain the ability to do a full squat because you're, it's the position you were born in and that you poop in and let's, that's important. Um, and I, I man, I, I still remember like we at our cabin up in in, uh, in Slovenia where we go to the house we ended up buying there uh, before we kind of renewed it, uh, you know, had the like old pooper. I'm talking about like you got to squat to take a poop. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, and we would still do a lot of that. But I, I always think about, man, like what if I what if I couldn't? Right. Uh, that's why third world countries can can squat so well. Um, but, you know, if you if you lost the ability to do it, something ain't right. You know, what I mean, and. And of course, there's different joint positions and there's different, um, I would say, you know, some people have structural restrictions or whatnot, but like, you know, most people, I say majority of people can go and squat and improve their squat, right? Um, through training, through improving core, improving hip mobility, improving good positions and postures and, 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 uh, and joint positions, right? So um, if you lost it, you got to do something about it. So you need to maintain it. You might not have to necessarily load it heavily. I haven't back squatted in, in, in a long time, at least not heavy, uh, still do safety bar squats and front squats and things like that. Um, you know, and if, if you're looking to build like a lot of muscle, maybe, but then even then uh, there's different ways to go around it. You know what I mean? Uh, period. So for real world strength development, it might not always be necessary to put a heavy bar on your back, but you got to, you know, replace picking up something heavy that should be trained. So your deadlift should be trained. Um, and like I said, I have more deeper thoughts about that. Uh, but Hey, you know what? That's a snippet. If you want to dig deeper, we can go there. Uh, number 14 is travel and hang out in all places before spending money on houses and cars and things, right? Live before you settle down. And you know what? What does settling down truly mean? Like, I don't even know what that means. Life is just one big adventure and you got to kind of treat it like that. You know what I mean? And 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 so, I mean, I've, I'm grateful that I've always traveled a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's opened up my eyes to, to uh, a lot of different things and different people, different cultures and like really understanding better. And I, I think the world being more connected place with more love and less hate if people travel more period uh somebody wrote about some shit that like the government instead of um you know spending money on and on obviously and this is like a duh right like but if they invested in every kid in america going to travel before they were 21 i mean how much that would change the world and and i and i think it would for everybody right like uh, and i've been to a lot of you know and i i grew up obviously in, in 81 which was still yugoslavia back then and socialism communism but i went to a lot of third world countries and, and you know it's just like it opens your eyes and it makes, I mean, it makes you grateful, appreciative. It makes you connect to people and understand like we're all the same. And so I, I, I would say like, first of all, 
I'd never, you know, some people are like, oh, yo, you could just bought like an AMG, you know, Mercedes. That. I'm like, I would never buy any of that stuff if that prevented me from traveling and if that prevented me from being able to educate myself at the highest levels. Um, you know, that, that's that like things like that, which I do. I, I like, I love cars and things of that nature. But, you know, for me, like majority of my investment is travel, is, is education, is experiences with the people I love. Um, so, you know, do all that and like, you know, don't just settle down. I say even, even after you have a family, don't tell yourself the story about how you can't do any of that stuff um, because you can, okay? Number 15, this probably might be one of the, oh man, like, I mean, and you guys know, like, if you, if you listen to me, how much I read and how much I love reading, uh, but, you know, read a lot and you might be like, hey, about what? You know, about what, Luca? Like, well, about things that you want to get better at, about revelations from the people that had much wisdom, about mistakes people have made so you don't repeat them, about training, nutrition, mindset, skill sets, any craft that you want to improve, Things that spark your imagination and creativity, make you dream bigger, take action. Uh, and, and, you know, and then let's do the, you know, drum roll, then apply that shit. <laughs> uh, but like, seriously, books changed my life. And, and I'll give you an example. Like right now on this, um, really dove into culture and, and uh, customer experience and customer service. And in the last, uh, and I've, I've read more than just those books, but just in the last three months, uh, I've read 21 books or I'm finishing, I would say, 21 books on those subjects because I want to dive all the way in, uh, took courses on it, lessons, had calls, you know, like I would say pretty expensive calls with people that are really good at that stuff just to learn more. So like, I, you know, I'm just going to dive in. But like books are like, think about this. You got somebody that maybe have at, for 20 years has studied a subject and he writes this book, 20 years of their experience, their failures, their lessons, their um, their wisdom, right? Like, and they share it with you in a $15 book. It's the craziest thing to me that anybody would ever like spend, I don't know, like rather buy three really expensive fucking coffees than get like a book that legitimately could make shift their perspective and change the trajectory of their life. You know what I mean? And I can and I can tell you that like I've read books that really made me think different and like really shifted in the direction that I was going to. So read more. Uh, number 16, to transform and change anything in your life first, you must find the deep important reason why you're doing it the anchor right and we get this like you know it's just like hey i just want to fit in my jeans like that won't get you through the toughest times when you're changing your behaviors like period that's just not going to work right like but maybe becoming a, a role model and 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 starting to feel the pain of not being a role model for your your kids that you want to be and that they deserve you know and that honestly you deserve hey that might be more fitting, right? Like you got to attach gravity to your goals. Like you got to have an anchor that's strong enough to know that like, hey, listen, if I don't do this shit, there's going to be massive pain, right? Unfortunately, like people do things for two reasons, right? To get away from pain and to seek pleasure. And uh, unfortunately, I would say getting away from pain is a much bigger motivator, um, you know, for, for, for most people. So they wait to get into massive pain. But first of all, you have to dig it out and be like, hey, what is it? What am I attaching this gravity to? Like, uh, like my goals to? What, 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 what gravity am I attaching it to so that I can actually achieve these big things? Uh, number 17, everyone should do single leg training. So the big lifts are obviously the best thing you can do for building bigger thighs or, you know, whatever else. But we can all benefit from the inclusion of some unilateral exercises. And I've used a ton of these over the last years because, once again, I said I can load volume up, beat up the muscles, but, you know, but not beat up the joints as much, right? So they help with balance, injury prevention, mobility, strengthening and stabilizing muscles. Plus, they allow you to get some volume in without loading the spine, which is like what I mentioned earlier. Number 18, pain is in life is inevitable, right? Life is nothing if not change. 
And just think about this. I was, I was sharing this with our, with our uh, uh, small group the other day, right? The only way to conquer a thing is to confront it. Like if your pain still haunts you, it's likely because you continue to avoid it. And the reality is, is it, you know, training is a great metaphor for this, right? Because the body gets stronger with incremental increases in pain and with strain, right? So in time, you learn to love the pain of training. But why? Because you understand that like after the pain of training is the breakthrough, right? The challenge is the catalyst to the next thing. Like it's the boss in the video game to get you to the next level, right? So why can't you see life the same? That's my question to you. Like, uh, see, like your, see your pain differently, like own it fully. See what you can learn from it. Open yourself to more of the lessons pain can teach and realize that exposure is the only thing that makes you less fearful. Like nobody's become less fearful by avoiding fear or pain ever, right? You don't avoid your fears and ever get over your fears. That, that just does not happen, right? There has to be exposure, right? Number 19, having a support group can make all the difference. So no one who's successful in any endeavor get, goes at it alone, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the you know, self-made man sculpture, but the reality is it doesn't exist. And Arnold Schwarzenegger said it great, you know, that like, man, there's no way, like without my family, friends, mentors, even people that hurt me, that, that actually taught me many lessons, I'd never be where I am, period. Uh, and neither would you. So, you know, it's like you need a team of partners and mentors. And the more, it's more about perspective that even the people that hurt you are there to teach you life lessons and so you can change. And then you choose. You choose if you change or not, period. Right? So, and, and that along with being able to help people overcome obstacles, uh, and like, like basketball and, you know, and coaches in basketball and people in my life helped me is why I started Vigor Round, right? My calling to help people take control of their body for good is, that, is, is something that, you know, is, is, is part of my North Star and, and, and what got me there. Number 20, challenge your beliefs, belief systems, right? It's better to realize you've been wrong all along than to be stubborn and hold on to a story that's holding you back from becoming your best. And I would say, look, it, the reality is like oh, that, that question is like, are your beliefs empowering? Are they getting you what you want? Are they serving you in your life? And the answer is no. Like, why would you hold on to a belief that you know right? That you know is not serving you. That's crazy. You know, it's like, that's when you got to start questioning them. And maybe it's like, hey, this is what my parents taught me. Hey, this is, I grew up in, you know, in a place where there's a lot of racism. It's just like, man, like, how is that serving you, man? Like, it's, it's it, right? It's like, you have to question that because if it's not making your life better, like, why would you even like, or, or if it's not taking you to where you want to go, like, why would you ever hold on to that limitation so strongly, right? Uh, 21 is like, learn how to cook. Man and woman have lost a skill and it should be something everyone knows how to do. Once again, raising my hand, I'm actually starting to cook again. So I'm not a bad cook. I just don't cook a lot. But the food tastes better. You know what you're eating. That's a big part of it. Like there's, there's this a fulfillment when making your food. You know what you're putting in your, you know, in, into your meals. Um, and you learn about the foods and people to get the food to your table. Actually, today is uh, Tuesday. Farmer's Market and Renton's open, open again. I will be walking over there right after this podcast to get some fresh blueberries. So... Uh, you know, and you get to meet the people from the farms. You get to meet the people that are making the food and picking the food. And that's a great thing. Uh, it brings people together and you'll be happier and healthier for it. And while you watch it, watch the, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to watch, but watch the cook documentary. I usually don't want recommend documentaries on food on Netflix. If it's about diets, I'm like, don't watch that. They're all crazy. Majority of them. But cooked is really good though. Uh, number 22 is they say, I love you often without self-consciousness. Man, I, I'm, I'm like, I'll test you. Say it more today than, you, than you've ever done and do it for the next 30 days and see how your life is. Number 23, you have to cycle low. So, 
you know, this is perfect example. Like, hey, when you see old time lifters who overdid the heavy weights and big exercises, you see people are beat the smithereens. And I was that for a while, for sure. I mean, I'm grateful to have had, you know, uh, learned from the right people and took action and, and changed those things, right? But most of those people that don't move well, their joints are ruined, they live in constant pain from, you know, age 50 on. And honestly, like now it's like, I'm seeing that from age 30 on, you know, from age 40 on, it's pretty crazy. Uh, and then workouts become limited, uh, you know, and, and it's like, just don't be one of those people. Limit and cycle to heavy lifting intelligently. It's great for developing maximal strength and it should be included for that goal, but you need to spend at least an equal amount of time, maybe even more on less destructive exercises, right? And that's how we program stuff at Vigor Ground. I love body weight. I love other implements. Uh, and you kind of, if you follow my training, you'll see a lot of that, right? 24 is never grow up. Be more childlike, more curious, more playful, more explorative, explorative more unconditionally loving and let shit go. Um, you know, but I think my, one of the main virtues in that is like the playful and curious part of it. Uh, you know, when, when you're able to fall in love, once again, with the process, with the curiosity, a lot of great things will happen for you in your life, right? Remember, 20, 25 is no one will, will, will like you and you need to be cool with that. You know, I, I man, used to have this big thing about like, uh, and like I said, it came from the past and, you know, and like maybe uh, I would say not have my pops around as much uh, when we moved back to, to Slovenia and um, uh, back to Slovenia and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, I, I, I still dig and kind of uh, try to discover those things. But the point is, is like there was a lot of like this whole I need to be significant. Right. Like um, but the reality is whether you're rich or poor, skinny or fat, you know, uh, black or white, old or poor, uh, you know, it it, it 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 doesn't matter. People are going to hate on you. Somebody's not going to like you and they'll persecute you, judge you, they'll hate on you. So the, so the thing is, if no matter what, like if you're, you know, whatever you think is perfect, right? Like you got ripped abs, got money in the bank account, like you got exact, and then people still hate on you and you worry about that. Then shit, like, why don't you just do whatever you want to do anyways, right? Like either way, you're going to get hated on. So like, don't, you know, because a lot of people don't change and do what they want to do and be who they want to be because of that whole like oh man what if i get judged like what if i come out and start this show or start this business or say this thing and you know and they'll all persecute me like i mean either way they're gonna do it so why not just do what the fuck you want to do anyways right number 26 everyone's looking for leaders stand up and lead nobody you don't need a title or you know to be a leader or permission to be a leader or to lead you you just got to take action that's it and then you keep taking it and you lead by example and you lead with your actions and that's how you become a leader Right, it's not like this. All right, Luca. Now you're a leader. You know, you get this badge, and now you get to do it. Nah, it doesn't work that way. Like you become one by the actions that you take. Okay. Twenty-seven is do more of less. Slow down. Most people take on too much at once, only to get overwhelmed and frustrated, and can't stick to it consistently. Right, and I mean, this obviously happens with nutrition. I I, I talk about this all the time about taking on too much. Do less, but do it with intent and do it with consistency. Right, it will change your behaviors and it will change your life. Uh, with a lot of less stress. And, um, you know, Lao Tzu said, nature does not hurry, yet everything gets accomplished. Um, and there's always a dichotomy, like kind of, I mean, I guess, you know, there's there's one quote that like goes right against uh, another quote. And the reality is, is that, you know, it depends on the situation. It just depends on context. Because I do but truly believe in that. that like, you you know, people vastly overestimate what they can do in a short term and and then vastly underestimate what they can do in the long term, right? So like for instance, six months worth versus five years. Like people think they can do more in six months, like a lot more than they actually truly can. But they could do way more in five years than they believe they can, right? Um, 
So there's a, you know, the other side of that is like, just don't stop waiting and do shit, but Hey, but do it consistently and do, do more of less. Um, number 28, spend some time to come up with a really cool bucket list and start working your way through it. Uh, you know, I, every year I have two to three places that I want to go that I've never been to that are international. Um, and you know, this where this, this year I went to Iceland. Uh, it looks like I'm going to go to Cuba and also probably Bali. Um, you know, like work hard, like crazy, then go to those places next, next year, uh, go Colombia, South Africa, but also just like locally, like who, like there's so much stuff. Pacific Northwest is beautiful. And like, I just made a list of, of things that I want to, uh, go and see and do, uh, around here period. You know what I mean? So like do that and then take action on it book it, like book the ticket, fucking just do it. I just your first thing, do it. Don't say you're going to do it. Don't say you're going to save for it. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of putting money and stuff on credit cards, but something like that, just do it, man. Do it for you and, and get after it. 29, environment is everything. We just talked about it earlier about nutritional environment, but hey, who you're around, what you eat, what you read, what you watch and listen to, the places that you visit, they all shape you, right? We shape our environments and then our environments shape us. And I think that's one of the most important things, like we can shape our environments, right? So are your environments helping you become the person that you want to become? If not, you got to change them. Same thing, like one by one. Who can like who can you remove yourself from a little more because they're 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 pulling you down and not helping you out in your life? Challenge you to be better, challenge you to be more. Which places do you go to that just make you stressed out? You know, eat foods that are not helping you achieve your goals. Uh, they're making you talk shit about people rather than create and like uh, help people out, right? Like, think about that, right? Start by removing people that bring you down. Like that's step one in our energy vampires in your life. Like this is a constant conversation, but it's like, man, like, if 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 you're if you're not helping them, they're not helping you. Like, what, what what's happening? Why are they there? You know what I mean? And that can seem harsh, but it's like a lot of people choose. Like, they just they choose to stay, to to be that way, right? Number thirty. This is big. Help others make their dreams come true. I'd have you consider that when you do that, it will be easier to make your dreams come true too. And Zig Ziglar said, "Hey, if you get enough people, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want." Uh, and, and, and for real has been one of the greatest things that I've shifted to in my life was I used to be a knucklehead and like take, and it's like, I shifted my life to giving and helping other people achieve their dreams. And I'm, and I'm never, ever going to stop that. Uh, honestly, like now it's just becoming more of an addiction and it's a positive addiction. Um, number 31, nothing in life is easy, at least nothing worth having. You know, I, I think it's, it's important that you go, when you make a decision, like, no, no, this shit's going to be hard. Like if it's, if it's, if it's big, it's going to be hard. Remember, what's difficult is scarce and what's scarce is valuable. And it's just why everybody is willing to do the easy stuff. But then because of that, hey, listen, supply and demand. There's a billion people willing to do the easy stuff. The harder it gets, the less people there are willing to do it. And so there's less room for that. And like, you know, in fitness, they're like, oh, fitness is saturated, right? Well, I, I say like, nah, fitness is only saturated with mediocrity. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not saturated with greatness. So there's a place for that. There's a place for the best and you can be there. Um, and and just prepare for that. Know that when you make a decision to do something great in your life, the universe will test you. Right off the bat, some shit's going to happen. It's going to be really hard. There's going to be some obstacles being thrown your way because you're getting tested. You're getting tested. Your commitment is getting tested. It's almost like, oh, for real? Oh, you're really going to do this? Okay, let me see if you're really committed like you said you are. Right? That happens in relationships too. Dream bigger. Number 32 is dream bigger. Like most people don't think they can accomplish big things. So they settle for mediocrity and don't be like everybody else. Dream big, dream big. And then take the action on those dreams, right? The clouds in the dirt. Like what is your North star? And like every day,
do that dirty work that will get you there, period. Like, but but you gotta like dream bigger. I, I, I can't, you know, I realize that so many people because they've been hurt or let down or failed, it's like they become cynics, right? And you become cynical and, you know, because you become a cynic because you're protecting yourself. You're protecting yourself from being hurt again, from being let down again, from not achieving stuff again. But what that does is like it makes you drop your dreams and make your goals really low to a level where you achieve them, but they're really not anything that's worth meaningful and, and worth fulfilling. So you got to dream bigger, get rid of the cynicism. And just remember, just because like failures are stepping stone to success, they're not like, hey, you're not good enough. It's just a path. It's just a lesson. It's just a, a point in time, right? Dig into the process. Number 33, you want it, you take it and you pay the price, man. Everything has a price. Right? There's no such thing as free lunch. If you haven't achieved something yet, it's because of your unwillingness to pay the price to do what is required, period. Like anything that you want, you know, maybe, you know, for a lot of people, I think what happens is they put in a lot of work and they go like, oh, I just couldn't do it. Like, no, you just haven't paid the price. And they're like, oh, but I've been paying the price. Yeah, but not long enough, maybe. There's a requirement for it. And it's just not unwillingness. Like, hey, listen, are you willing to knock out a blog post a week? Are you willing to, you know, go, go the extra mile like work super hard for nothing for a long time, you know, shoot all these IG videos, do free seminars, you know, go to uh, your, the, the kids' games of, of the parents that come to your gym. Are you willing to go and do lunch and learns left and right? Go to every bit. Like those are like, man, are you willing to do those things? And a lot of people nowadays are like, well, man, listen, I really want to be successful. But, 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 and it's like, but like, that's it. You're not, you're, you're, you're not willing. You're not willing, right? You want it, you take it and you got to pay the price, period. Number 34, remember the words of Dr. Martin Luther King, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And I think, you know, once, once again, like that, that quote is just about everything. But, um, you know, are you living that? And, and the thing is, that goes from big things to small things. And I'll, I'll give you like a small thing that's a big thing to me is like if you believe in like, for instance, proper form in the gym, treating people well, you know, then that means every time you see somebody having crappy form at your gym, you stop and you correct them. I've been around the gyms around the country and see how much of that doesn't happen. And I'm like, hey, listen, like if that's your values and virtues, then then like, man, like you can't, I can't go by somebody without coaching them up because I'm seeing that, that, that they're not having good form, right? Same thing or like, you know, going by somebody and like not giving them a hug or a high five because they're part of the tribe. Like that's on a small level. Obviously on a big level, it's like if I told you, hey, listen, you know, if you see a, a innocent kid getting beat up in front of your gym by some bully, what are you going to do? right? Like, man, you better step up, right? If that's your belief system, but it goes for the smaller things in life too. And I would say, man, are you, are you living that? Because once again, you know, it's, it's our lives begin to end the day. We become silent about the things that matter. And I would say the things that matter to you. And that's what our values, right? Number 35, eat mostly whole unprocessed foods. Hey, I talked about this one before. Like we plugged it into the yard, what you eat. Number 36, improve your hip mobility. Like your low back will thank you. Your, you, you know, it's like this kind of goes back to movement hygiene, but hips are obviously the ones that like suffer the most. And like 80% of Americans have back pain at any point in time of the year. It's usually coming from the hips, like core and hips, right? So like why not work that every day for five to 10 minutes? You'll see massive improvements. Um, number 37, never hate or be jealous of everyone. It's, it, it, one, it takes too much energy. Um, energy could be used... To, to better your life. And honestly, for a lot of time, the people we hate on, we could learn a lot from both. They, even if they're, you know, whatever, uh, like, you know, negative, you can, you can always learn a lesson. And when you hate and you're jealous, 
all it does is dampen you, you know, it makes you look bad and like it dampens your progress. And um, the bonus one that I wanted to, to add was everyone wants to change the world, but that doesn't make you unique, right? That doesn't make you unique. Acting on that desire does, right? Act on that desire does. And with that said, um, man, I, I hope that we can punch this uh, podcast out, uh, out like uh, before the end of the week because uh, I got my, uh, my brother from another, Jason Ferrugia, flying out uh, on, on Wednesday, um, I'm shooting this on Tuesday, so hopefully we can punch this out on Thursday. Uh, but on Saturday, June 23rd at 9 a.m., we are doing a big charity event for After School All Stars. Uh, we got a live DJ. We're gonna have you know Fitbar doing some bowls. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of people. Me and Jay are running it together. We're gonna do a couple of uh, you know kind of presentations afterwards as well. Everybody's invited. Uh, we might have another special guest, which I'm not gonna throw out there yet. And uh, kind of surprise you. And uh, we may be giving out some prizes too. But let's pack it. Let's get a lot of people in. Like I said, hey, look, uh, everyone wants to change the world. Every Saturday, we're trying to, we're, we're not trying. We are, we're doing. We're working and doing charity events in our community in Renton. Uh, and only becoming bigger. And uh, it's only scratching the surface of what's about to come and some big projects that we're working on, both personally, myself here locally, and also me and Jay uh, are about to do some, some, some big things that, that I believe, you know, can start changing the culture of, of uh, what we think about charity events and things of that nature. So with that said, I love and appreciate you. Hey, listen, guys, this is, you know, to spread the word about the podcast. If you love it, go and give a five, five star review. Give your comments in there. I really, really appreciate it. I do it for you guys. Um, that fires me up. But like I said, the only way to spread the word and have more people listen to this is for you guys to spread it. Um, and just know I love and appreciate you for listening and for tuning in, for spending your time. And, uh, and, and just lending me in here. And uh, I will see you on the next show, Vega Life Podcast. Coach Lucas out. Peace.